Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. What's up, Everything Medicare Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brindle. I'm here today with somebody that I'm really excited to do a podcast with. I've I've been wanting to do a podcast with somebody for some time now that actually is a part of one of the large insurance company partners that we have here at our office. Um, This is episode 239 of the Everything Medicare Podcast. My name is Christian Brindle. I'm your host, and um, I'm joined today with Spencer Anderson of Cigna. Spencer, how are you doing today? Thanks for being I'm, here. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me here, Christian. I'm excited to be here. I have watched a bunch of your podcasts, watched a bunch of your YouTube videos. And uh, if I remember right, even before I officially took the job with Cigna, I had reached out to you and said, hey, I've got, I got, I've got a couple of ideas for podcasts. I would love to come on and chat with you. I've been in the medical industry for what feels like forever now. So yeah. I'm excited to be here, excited to chat with you. Um, hopefully I don't embarrass Cigna or say anything that'll get me fired. I don't, no. I don't think I will. We should be good, but, uh, just happy to be here. Happy to, happy to kind of talk about what, uh, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. Let's, uh, let's hey, go. Let's talk. I'm all about it. I won't ask any crazy questions like what, what were the top five things you dislike about Cigna? I won't ask anything like that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because, and I wanted to get your take on this. One thing I've, I've been able to have industry leaders, you know, come on this podcast and kind of talk about, you know, the, the, the inner workings of Medicare. So that way people that are at home that listen to this, because this audience for this podcast is, we get about a thousand downloads a week at this point, 90% or so, roughly around there, maybe 89, 90% of the audience is over 60, mm-hmm. which is insane to me because when we first started it, I didn't think any seniors would listen yeah. to podcasts. But I've, the one, the one type of person I've had a hard time been able to come on. I think it's because they're just afraid that their 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 company might not love the idea of it. it has been people that have worked for insurance companies. You yeah. you've you've been around the industry quite a bit. Yes. Why do you think that is? I think uh, you know the Medicare industry in general is very highly regulated. There right. are a lot of rules. There are certain words you can't say, superlatives you can't use, and you've seen it when you're doing a sales presentation. You can't say, you know, we're the biggest or we're the best. Those are things that companies cannot say. And so I think there are a lot of people that maybe if they're not as comfortable speaking or talking into a microphone, they feel like, gosh, I might get on and say something dumb or I might say <laughs> something where CMS might say, oh, that guy said this. We're going to go we're going to go talk to him and slap him on the wrist. But right. that, that would be my guess. And then a lot of it, too, is. Maybe them not seeing the value. They're like, eh, what do I really want to go? You know, what is the podcast? Who's the audience? Who's mm-hmm. going to get a hold of this? What are they going to do with it? And and I've 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 done 
other types of media. And actually, it's when I was in college, I actually I almost got to the very end of my broadcast journalism career. Oh wow! I did I did an internship with uh, back in the day it used to be called Sports Beat on KSL. Yeah. The uh, the local NBC channel here in Salt Lake, and I got all the way to my I went and did my internship, and I got to the end of that internship, and I thought. This is horrible. I do not want to do this. I don't want yeah. to go live in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to go make $14,000 a year doing weekend sports in right. in Grand Junction, Colorado. Yeah. And I remember, I still remember the day I came home from, I had been at Sports Beat that Sunday night. It was the day of the Super Bowl. This was in 2002. And I was graduating that year and I came home from my internship and my wife's like, well, you're home early. I'm like, yeah. I told them I'm done. Like, I just, I'm not doing it. She's like, okay. So that that next Monday, I went back in and switched my major and and uh, did my did my degree in sales and marketing and kind of haven't looked back since. But I, yeah. I, I mean, I did a lot of up at Weber State. We did a lot of on camera work. We did a lot of interviews. We did a lot of editing. And so it doesn't the the camera and the microphone doesn't doesn't freak me out, which which it might with some people. Which that's good. I think I think that's a lot of it too. You know, I think some people just have a phobia of cameras. Yes. Like I've I've met people that can get on on a stage in front of 500 people yeah. and talk publicly no problem but for some reason a camera wakes them out. Uh, I totally see that. It, it, it's a weird dynamic. Well, if um, do me a favor, give us a little bit of a a, a, a backstory on your backstory, yeah, if you will. Like, absolutely. How did you get into the Medicare business? How did you get into the industry? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So. We, at the time I got into the Medicare and the insurance industry, we lived in Mesa, Arizona. Okay. And I had been working at a Sears in a management program. They had recruited me out of college, moved us down to Mesa, Arizona. Um, we did that for about six months, and then it really turned into the exact opposite of what they had promised me it was going to be. And it was funny mm-hmm. because we started doing it. It was a lot of same thing, a lot of nights, a lot of weekends. You think about retail what it used to be before Amazon got here every holiday was a big sale every weekend that was the biggest busiest time in the stores and I just thought you know what I've got kids we just had our second uh, our second boy and I thought I've got to find something different and a, and a gentleman that we were acquainted with down in Arizona said hey you know what I work for American Family Insurance you should come talk to my manager I know they're recruiting they pay to put you through training they really do a lot to help you get up and going so I went and did that it was cool. I got all my insurance licenses, the life, the health, the property, casualty, got into it. And then I had a second gentleman come to me and say, hey, you're doing that. That's cool. But have you ever thought about being an independent? I thought, well, tell me a little bit more. And he's like, you've got every company. Nobody ever beats you in when they've got better rates. So went and did that for a while. And then that was right as we were going into 2008, 2009, you start seeing everything kind of kind of mm. tank in the economy. Right. And so we got we got up to our eyeballs, just leveraged the hilt and debt, opening up this business. And I thought, oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> and then I had another buddy come to me, and he's still in the industry. He's one of, one of the bigger agencies out here in the West. And he came to me, he kept pitching me and saying, hey, you should come do Medicare. You're bilingual, you speak English, Spanish, you would, you would kill it, you should come do Medicare. And he started explaining to me how everything works I just thought, this sounds like a weird multi-level marketing scheme. I don't really know what this <laughs> is. Is this legitimate? And at that time, it was still, Medicare Advantage was still fairly new. Right. And I thought, no. And he's like, just just come do it. I said, well, I, I can do it part-time. I've still got this home and auto agency that I'm, I really want to make a go of this and get it to work. He said, that's fine. Just come do it part-time. By the way, you speak Spanish. Here's a bunch of leads. I lived in Mesa. Two and a half hours away from us was Yuma, Arizona. 
He said, you've got to come. you got to come do this. We'll give you leads. Just go do it. And I remember going out and doing appointments and being in San Luis, Arizona, and sitting in houses that actually backed up to the border. I could have chucked a rock into Mexico <laughs> from, uh, from some of those houses in San Luis. And, and uh, you know, we started doing those appointments, going out, and then I got my first paycheck. And I thought, okay, this is, there, there might be something to this. And then the, the company reps kind of got a hold of me and really explained to me that, hey, as our population starts aging into this, the number that's always thrown around is 10,000 people a day in, mm-hmm. in the United States turn, turn 65. I thought, wow, that's, that's a really cool opportunity. And, and I always joked with them after I got into it, my favorite thing to do at these appointments was to make people cry because we would sit down with them educate them on the process. And by the end, a lot of the time, some of these people we were helping, especially some of our lower income members, they were crying because now they had dental, now they had vision, mm-hmm. now they had hearing, things they didn't even know they were eligible for. All they needed was a little bit of education and a, and a kind of a push in the right direction. And so that, that's really how I got into it. And then we, my wife and I were both from, from the Salt Lake area. And so we wanted to move back. We've got, especially on my side of the family, tons of cousins. I come from a family of seven, so big family. And we thought, you know what? We love to ski. We love the mountains. We're, we're going to move back to Utah. And, yeah. and and Medicare is everywhere, obviously. So we thought, well, well, we'll go back there and figure it out. I came back, and first thing I did, I, I said, okay, I'm going to go find in uh, in Arizona. I had written a, a ton of United Healthcare business. I said, I'm gonna, I got to go find out who the who the manager is in Utah. And so I went out to the United Healthcare building, just knocked on the door, and said, hey, who's who's your Medicare guy here? I got I need to or I need to, I need to get in contact with that person. They said. Well, we, we actually don't have somebody right now. What's your background? Do you want to interview for the job? I was like, no, I don't know. I'm not looking for the job. I just need contact information. And, and they said, well, just, just come talk to this guy. And I kind of have a thing in life where, especially when it comes to careers and business, I'll talk to anybody mm-hmm. about anything at least one time. I'll never just flat say, no, I, I don't need a job. I'm not going to talk to you. So sat down, talked to them, uh, got hired with them, had a huge first year. We grew a ton. Got about 18 months into it, and I thought, you know what? I really think my place where I can go help consumers the most was was back on the independent, on the agent side. So went back into that for about four years. We were able to really grow a book of business, help a ton of people here in in the Utah market. And then last summer, um, fast forward, fast forward a couple of years. Last summer, I had a, a an acquaintance, and this is the thing that, and you've probably seen this. Mm-hmm. Once you meet people, like you'll run into the same people forever. And over and over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same people over and over again. And I had a, a guy that I actually had brought into the Medicare business. His dad was the one that got me in at American Family. I actually went out and did his first appointments with him when he was a brand new agent. He called me and said, hey, uh, Cigna is coming brand new into the Utah market. And I know they're looking for a broker sales manager. You've been in that market forever. You know everybody in the market. There's... There's hundreds and hundreds of agents. You already know all these people. This is a great fit. Would you be interested? And I thought, no, oh, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've got my, my thing going. I really enjoy still going out and helping consumers. Mm-hmm. But I had always kind of wanted to work with a company that was bringing in a brand new plan to a market, right. help them grow, help them with expansion. And that's really, that's where we're at right now, especially with, with Cigna Insurance. They've, they've been a company that's been back east forever. And now they're actually they're they're coming west with a lot of these. You're seeing a lot of these carriers looking at the population, and I think there's been a population shift in the United States too, where a lot of the older consumers they're moving out here where it's 
it's warm and it's yeah. cheaper to buy a house and just a little bit, little bit different, a uh, little bit different quality of life. And so there is a huge shift of companies and Medicare people, people aging into Medicare, they're coming this direction. And, right. and so same thing, I sat down with them and we were able to, to work it out. And, and the one thing I've noticed is in working with everybody, everybody I've worked with from people below me, we're just regular, just customer service people all the way up to the top level Cigna people. Everyone I've inter- interacted with has been just top notch, very knowledgeable, super friendly, very customer uh, member oriented, just really looking at it, saying, Hey, we've going forward. This is the way this industry is going to go. It's we've got to, we've got to innovate. We've got to be able to use technology. I mean, this five years ago, if you'd sat yeah. down and said, Hey, we're going to do a Medicare podcast and people <laughs> listen to it and look at it and like, what? What's, what's a pod cart? podcast? I don't, <laughs> a what? Know, I don't even know what they're talking about. How do I get that? Is it, when is it yeah. on? Is it a radio show? So yeah. really being able to do that kind of stuff, that was the stuff that excited me. And then just fast forward today, you know, we went through our first annual election period and now we're into lock-in and really starting to look towards expansion and, and really looking and seeing what the plans are going to do for next year. So that's kind of a, a really long answer to kind of my background, but that's kind of, that's kind of my background. I've, I've been around, uh, I mean, this is I think my 12th or 13th year in the Medicare industry. I've done a little bit of indi- individual insurance. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Got just, it. Right now I just, I, I do, I go out and interact with the brokers like, uh, like yourself and, and really just help them help their members. I love it. I love it. And, um, you know, for me, the last because because we we've we've been partnered with Cigna for years in various different capacities, like for Medicare supplements, yeah. things like that. But um, never quite as intimately as we have been yes. since since with with the new plan entering the market. Because mainly we we do most of what we do here in Utah. Um, but one thing that I've noticed specifically, you know, is Cigna has a Cigna has had a a pretty a pretty large focus at expansion. Yes. The last couple of years, I know, I know you're probably limited to what you can say, but as 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 much as maybe you can tell, what does the Cigna plan going forward look like? Yeah, I know they're very very focused on expansion, and I think I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, they 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 are in other markets um, with individual and commercial plans, and. There, there are definitely plans to expand. They've looked at it. They want to be in, I mean, every Medicare company wants to be in every state, but I think right. they've, you know, not every Medicare company has the plan or the, the people to, or the, even the funds to be able to do that. So there is definitely a ton of expansion going on and it's, it helps when you've got people who, people above the higher ups, the people in charge of the, the checkbook, they want to invest in in different markets. They see, they see what some of these other carriers have done in other states and they look at it and say, you know what, we can do that, but we can do that better. We can do that more cost effective. We can use technology. Technology is a big one. I don't think it's mm-hmm. any surprise or any secret. I think, uh, I think it was last week, Signum either partnered up or purchased one of the biggest telehealth companies in the country. Oh, wow. So, I didn't hear that. Yeah. So there's the, and these are all, these are all things that are just, they're out there in the news, but they, they look at it and that's really, especially after going through all this COVID stuff, that people love and are getting more and more comfortable with, with technology. Mm-hmm. They'll go do a telehealth appointment or they'll do the mail order. They're, you know, Cigna's partnered up with Express Scripts. They do the mail order pharmacy. Yeah. Um, that's, I think, as our Medicare population, as these people start aging in and as technology starts to get used more and more, 
I really think that's, I mean, that that's one of the reasons why I think you see Cigna expanding as aggressively as they are because they, they do have the technology, they've got the partnerships, they've got things they're doing with the telehealth and the prescriptions to be able to facilitate that and make it, make it an easier transition for people and really make it so they bring value and they just really, it comes down to how do we help beneficiaries maximize their Medicare dollar? And they're, they're really working on that and really, really being able to do that with some of the additional benefits they offer as well. I love it. I love it. Um, so Medicare advantage question for you, if I yeah, may. Absolutely. Um, and obviously, you know, we can't talk about any plan specific, anything like that, but to keep it pretty generic, um, people end up here in this podcast all over the country. Yeah. Um, I think it's like 44 states yeah. listen, listen every week. Um, and there's different Medicare Advantage plans all over the place, Absolutely. right? You know, the, the, the markets are, are, are far different from state to state. Mm-hmm. If you had to pinpoint a couple of keys that you think people should look for when they're picking or selecting a Medicare yeah. Advantage plan, what, what would be those keys Absolutely. for that's, you? That's a great question. So I have both of my parents are on, on Medicare Advantage plans, and it's interesting because they're both, they're both with two different, two different companies. Mm. So you've got them it, it all depends on on market so a lot of the times with medicare advantage plans you want to look at a sustainability of the company mm-hmm. and benefits if if you don't have to switch you know switch back and forth every year that's a big deal um for me if i'm thinking of medicare plans i always like to be able to have access access to doctors access yeah. to networks access to benefits and not even going anything plan specific I love PPOs versus HMOs, and multiple carriers have multiple versions of each. I know at Cigna we have PPOs, at Cigna we have HMOs. Me personally, I like PPOs because you do have that ability to go outside of your network. That being said, sometimes the HMOs might have richer benefits. It might have more dental or vision or a lower out-of-pocket or better prescription drug coverage. So that's the beauty of, I would, and I don't think I, I don't think I get in trouble for saying this, but I would never... If it were my parents, I would never, ever, ever just say, yeah, just call call 1-800-MEDICARE. <laughs> yeah. Call them. They'll take care of you. Yeah. That's someone in a call center somewhere that you'll never talk to again. Thank you. Thank you. Please <laughs> use an agent, an independent agent. Whether they put you with a Cigna plan or a United plan or an Aetna plan or Humana, whoever it is in your area, absolutely use an independent agent. And that's me. I mean, I'm obviously on the corporate side right now, but my background was I was an independent agent. Right. And what a lot of people don't realize, and maybe the word's getting out there more, it does not cost you anything extra to use someone like Christian for your Medicare plan or an independent agent in your neighborhood. It's the same plans. They get paid by the company. It's nothing out of your pocket. And all the companies have rules. They all have to pay the exact same amount for mm-hmm. an agent to go out and help you. So you're not going to have an agent showing up saying, ah, you know, you really should go with this plan because it puts more in my pocket. It doesn't work that way. It's a level, right. it's level across the playing field. You're going to have the cell phone number of said agent to, yeah. hey, I've got a question. This copay seems weird. Or what are your thoughts on this plan? Or I heard there's a new plan coming out this year. Or I keep seeing this stupid commercial on TV where <laughs> an ex-NFL quarterback keeps promising me. <laughs> Promising you all these benefits, but then yeah. if you read the fine print underneath, <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, fine print underneath, if you don't have Medicare and Medicaid and live in this specific <laughs> state, this does not apply to you at all. So right. the local independent insurance agent is is awesome. 
Yeah. I, I love that. That was my background. I love being able to have that relationship. Um, that, I mean, that's the, like that for me, that's, that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter. Some plans are great fits for some people. Some plans are not great fits for some people. That's the job of the independent agent and, and your broker to be able to go do that for you. So it's an awesome way to be able to cement that relationship and to be able to have that person to talk to. I mean, we're starting to see now too, where we've got, we've got call centers now where you've got agents working in call centers. If that works for you, that's cool too. You just want to make sure that you're able to connect and talk to that same person and get your questions answered. They know your history. They've got that relationship. They've helped you pick plans. They're aware of your, your networks, your doctors, your prescriptions. Those, those are the things I would look at in talking just general Medicare. I think those are some of the most important things. Yeah, I, I think you hit it right on the head. And, um, you know, I, I tell people on this platform all the time, I mean, even if you're not using us, yeah. use an agent, like Absolutely. an independent agent, somebody that's going to essentially be available for you on the long term to take care of your plan and keep you posted on changes yeah. and just, I mean, it's, it's, it's invaluable. Yeah. You know, I think it's crazy not to. Yeah, personally. absolutely. And it doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything extra. It's just that extra level of education and comfort that you're getting from knowing, hey, every October, my agent is going to reach out to me. They're going to say, here, here are the new plans for the year, or the plan you're on is probably still a really good fit for you. What questions you have, what's changed, there you go. It's, it's done. You're not, you're not getting uh, sucked into, you know, and, and as Medicare beneficiaries or for you people that haven't aged into Medicare yet, it's getting more and more just piles of mail and yes. junk sent out to you. And being able to, to go through that and six months before you turn 65, you're just going to get a mountain of mail from everybody that has anything to do with Medicare. Yeah. Being able to know, hey, I've got, you know, my... My so-and-so was already 65, and they referred me to this person to help with my Medicare. Very easy process. That's, the yeah. one, that's, the, that's absolutely so invaluable to have. 100%. Like I always tell people, you're going to get 10 mailers from every insurance company you've heard of, yes. and then you're going to get 10 to 15 mailers from every insurance company you've never heard of. Absolutely. You know, and it's, just, absolutely. it's, it's, it's insane. It's like, a, it's like multiple phone books yes. worth of documentation, and you know, I, an independent agent can just translate that. You know, just... Sort. I mean, you don't have to spend 25 hours going through all this mail and trying to decipher it, which for the most part is just advertisements anyway. Yeah, and, and have you, have you um, on this podcast, have you dived into why it's only mail that they're getting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we've talked gonna, about it's, it. It's going to be, I mean, that's really, unless you have a prior business relationship, that is the only way they can get a hold of you. And if you've got people direct dialing you, that's a whole yeah. other... Yeah, that's that's... That's another can of worms right there. That's a whole other yeah. podcast maybe on just <laughs> CMS regulations and marketing and what brokers and agents and companies can and can't do because that, I mean, that is why you get all the mail because that is probably for most people about the only way these companies can advertise or, or get with you. Right, for sure. Um, as, so as someone that's been on both sides of the, of the fence, right, you've been on the bro independent broker side, you're now on the corporate side with yes. Cigna, where do you see... Medicare Advantage itself going in the next five years? Because I, I, me personally, I, I see it from, from what I hear from people in the industry, I see it continuing to expand and grow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you look at the numbers, and I, I probably should have been better prepared and brought those in with me, Medicare Advantage is, is just exploding. I think 
the benefits are getting better, the networks are getting better, people are more and more comfortable with the idea of being on a Medicare Advantage plan. It's nice to have your prescription drug coverage built into it, so you're not having to shop for multiple companies and you're not going to look for a supplement and then going to look for a Part D prescription drug plan. It's all just built into that plan. And so so from, from what I've seen over the 12 years, it might my, my 12 years in Medicare, there, there has been a huge expansion of Medicare Advantage plans. And I think the growth of membership going from original Medicare into Medicare Advantage plans is just growing exponentially. And I think you're gonna continue to see that. That being said, Medicare supplements for some people are still an awesome option as well. Right. That's sure. where it's nice to be able to have the independent agent to sit down and do a needs analysis with you and say, you know, maybe a supplement is a good idea for you, or maybe financially. Supplement's not a great idea for you. It's 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 so different for every individual that that's why it's so important to be able to sit down before you do make that decision and really have someone go through all the nuts and bolts of Medicare and the ABCDs of Medicare and well I you know I've got this or I've got this pre-existing condition that would maybe preclude me from getting a supplement in the future. So all the different things and questions that are really important to get an answer to, those are all reasons why once again I'd go I would. Go back to sit, sit down with an agent. Yeah. Sit down with an agent, find out. But to answer your question, yeah, I think the Medicare Advantage is just, it, it's exploding. You're starting to see more and more companies, more and more plans offered because they do see, hey, there is, there's a huge benefit to Medicare beneficiaries being able to have these plans. And I think from the financial side too, I think, and I would, I would be curious to see the exact numbers, in general, I think the, the private companies administer the benefits and are financially, I think they do it better than original Medicare does as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I think so too. I, I was talking to someone the other day, actually it wasn't the other day, I think it was a couple of months ago. Do you know, have you, have you, are you familiar with like Medicare Bob? You heard that name before? So he, he's, he's, he owns a big call center down okay. in Florida and he explained it to me in a way that I've never heard anyone explain it. And I thought it was really interesting. He said, and of course the numbers are subjective, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not exact numbers or anything like that. But he's like, let's say it costs Medicare $1,500 a month on average to cover somebody. Yeah. Um, and let's say an insurance company can come in and say, well, we can do it for almost half. We can do it for $800 a month. So if you pay us 1000 to $1,100 a month or whatever that might be, depending on the situation, mm-hmm. you know, you save yourself an average of $500 a month roughly per individual we're able to profit and we can give them more than you can. Like it just, and he, he just kind of broke that down in such a way. And I was like, it just made it very simple, you know, to and where I, everybody wins. Yeah. And I have heard that before too, kind of those numbers. And then it, it's obviously, it's different from state to state, right. county to county. And, you know, you start to get star ratings pulled into that, which are awesome because yeah. really this, all of the star ratings, and if you don't know your star rating, Go open up that book, whatever book you got, whatever Medicare plan you're on, or go to Medicare.gov. Go look it up because that's important stuff too. Right. Because then you know, as I'm picking a company or as I'm helping my mom or dad or grandma or grandpa pick a company, you want to be able to look at it and say, hey, that company's three and a half or four or five stars or that company is two and a half stars or two stars. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they're not going to be around for very long because Medicare has really cracked down on, if you're, we're going to partner up with you you're going to deliver a certain level of service and a certain level of benefits to make sure people are taken care of so that they're not locked into a plan that doesn't do anything for them during the year. For sure. That's one of the things too that I've seen a huge focus. The whole industry has shifted from 
not having star ratings, still doing pretty good to, hey, we're being held accountable now by Medicare. And if we can get these higher star ratings, we do get reimbursed a little more, which helps us to have better benefits for our members, which helps us to be able to get more memberships, which is kind of a, a cyclical thing. Right, right. It makes perfect sense. Um, I want to be respectful of your time. Yeah. What is the best way that somebody could, if they wanted to find out more information about a Cigna plan, if it's available in their state, what's the best way that they can get information uh, on just that? Cigna.com is a great place to get that information, or you can, you can even go to Medicare.gov. Um, I know sometimes we beat up Medicare for being and the government kind of being DMV-ish and not super efficient, but mm -hmm. the Medicare plan finder tool on Medicare.gov is, is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, agreed. You can go in and put in your prescriptions. You can put in your zip code. It'll pull everything up. You'll be able to see those star ratings we talked about. You'll be able to see the, kind of the footprint of where the plan is, which plans are there, um, prescription drug benefits, co-pays for the different plans, and you really can do a pretty sweet comparison. And when I was an independent agent, I used that all the time. I'd sit down in people's homes with them, and we would just go to Medicare.gov and type all that information and say, hey, here's, here's everything in your area. Here's all the benefits. Here's the plans. You know, here's here's which carriers are here, what, which one works best for you. So, yeah, anything online, any anything on Medicare.gov. If you've got an agent you work with, call them. They'll they'll be aware of it. They'll know. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, for absolutely. doing this. This was fun. This yeah, was a blast. Was and good. um, yeah, guys, check out Cigna plans in your area. You know, because I can say in a lot of markets that we've been working in the last year or so. We found them to be in a lot of situations. If it's a good fit for somebody, a really great option. So, um, thank you, Spencer, for yeah, doing this. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me be here. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Everything Medicare Podcast. Have a good week. Stay healthy. Take care. We'll see you next time.